Welcome back, explorers. I'm David, that's Wesley, and this is the Trailcast. The weekly show that gets so far off track, you'll have to stick around to see just where we end up. Wesley, if we burn, you burn with us. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Maybe it's a threat or something, but uh, anyways, that's right. Today we are talking about Mockingjay Part 1. David, I have a confession to make. Uh-oh. Yes, it's uh, it's honestly pretty bad. <laughs> uh, so I got pretty busy this week and weekend and yesterday. I did not watch the movie that we are talking about today. However, I have listened to the audiobook. Um, at least the portion. I, I've, I've listened farther than Mockingjay 1 recaps in the movie. Uh, but I've least listened to at least the, the that part portion of it. Um, so that is that is what I'm and I and I had Sarah recap some of it with me. I but I don't I haven't seen the movie in uh, uh recently. I've watched well, it before, but uh, it's been a while. So that's that's my confession, David. Well, so that actually might be a good thing because I just watched the movie, but it's been forever since I've read the book. So okay, so there well, we go. We go. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a you know good good little give and take here. Um, I do I do have some comments to make uh, on the along the lines of the story, um, but since you did watch the movie, uh, tell me a little bit about like your thoughts on the movie, how it was, um, you know, how how it how it how you felt about it. You know, was it good? How why was it good? What you know, did it flow well? Stuff like that. The, the typical things that we usually talk about. Lay some of that down for me and remind me and uh, give me some thoughts. So, <clears throat> I don't really know that this movie needed to be split into two parts. Granted, it would it would be a long movie if they did it all at once to fit everything in. But I don't know that, you know, I don't necessarily know that it needed to be two movies. Because this, fir- this first section, there's not really a whole lot of action. You know, at the mo- at the most the action is uh when they go to district 8 and then when they uh rescue the tributes and you don't even get to see most of that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh I was talking with Sarah earlier and she was talking about how how good the books are and she was like it, it it the movies are good too, but it's hard because most of these books are obviously from the point of view of Katniss, but also a lot of it is her internal dialogue, just thoughts in her head. And and my comment was that the first chapter of Mockingjay is all in Katniss's head. It's all of it's in her in her head. And so you know when you're when you're when that's the majority of a book, it is kind of hard to. Um, to to uh, have that much meat to a movie, and like you said, like this movie is already uh, a little over two hours long. Um, so it's already a long movie as it is. Not having the resolution that part two brings in. Um, I feel like when they were making this, because even listening to the book, when they get to the point where Katniss, uh, when Peeta's rescued and Katniss gets strangled. It's not a bad place for you to end the movie. 
but I don't feel like they had enough. Like they drug out the first half of the book to make a two-hour movie out of it, even though that part right there you can split and be like, yeah, this is this is a satisfying ending for part one, you know. Mm. But I don't feel like the rest of the movie, well, and what I've read in the book, has has enough meat on it for you to like. There's no act. There's this. There is action, but there's not as much action. It's it's very you know it's very like getting to know it's getting to know the characters it's getting to know district 13 and stuff like that whereas in like previous movies like the first hour would be dedicated to getting to know and world building and the I, second I, I, half I would be more say, bo- both the uh both the are hunger games and catching fire both did that really well and the books and the movies both do this but where the pretty much the first half of the story is you like you said just world building just laying out the characters so you know like getting getting to know the you know the the scenario and everything that's going on and then you jump into the action in the second half and it flows really well for there being virtually no action in the first half of the story yes it does but when you sp- um, but but mockingjay the book also flows with that scenario or it also flows that uh, that uh formula so splitting it to where you know you have the world building part as one movie and then the action as the next movie, I don't think works as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, obviously I've 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 seen the Hunger Games the most, followed by Catching Fire, and I've seen Mockingjay Part One the least. I have not seen Mockingjay Part Two. Um, I don't know why. But I know I haven't seen it. Um, so, you know, I, I still think that they're... I haven't watched it. It's a great story. Um, and I would assume, just because of the fact that the first two are really good, you know, I would assume that this one's still really good, despite the probably uh, inflated runtime that they have to drags things out and it may be a little bit more of a like in the past two movies you don't feel the two hours as much i would assume that in this one you probably feel the two hours a little bit more because there's less action to it maybe not Mm. necessarily that would be something that i'm I'm more posing the question to you but uh like that would be something that i would think would probably be the case being that there is is less action happening in in this part of the in this part of the movie or book and its case in this movie actually the the time didn't really wasn't you didn't really feel it that bad my thing is just like it's kind of just like not much seems to happen mm-hmm. just because you know it is taking like you know <clears throat> the 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 mockingjay book is about the same actually all the hunger games books are about the same all three of them are about the same uh, length. So you're mm-hmm. taking a book that's the same length as the previous two and stretching it out from just two and a half hours to about a five hour. You know, if you, if you add both movies together, it's probably five, five and a half hours. Mm-hmm. So you think yeah. probably about a about three, two, two and a half to maybe closer to three hours would probably be. I mean, this is before Infinity War, so I feel like longer movies like that. Or a few and far between. I mean, I guess you had Titanic, which is a was one of the first really long movies. But 
you feel like maybe about two and a half hours to maybe three would have been a good amount of time to tell this whole story? I feel like they could have, yeah, in three hours. Um, yeah, to that point, this is kind of a side note. You know, actually, like, you know, you don't really feel feel it being, you know, kind of long. Unlike uh, Avatar, I don't know if you, I don't know the last time you watched that. That movie is long and it feels long. <laughs> I've watched half of Avatar because I can't get through it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> only once, and I've only tried once, and I just I got bored halfway through. I'm I'm sorry. I know I know Avatar is oh so highly praised. I don't care. I did. I haven't gotten into it. And I don't see myself getting into it because I just—it's not intriguing enough to me. It doesn't—it doesn't keep my attention long enough. Mm-hmm. I also think I do think it's kind of funny how how it's like one of these most accru- like, or you know, was the highest-grossing film for a while. I don't—is it still? I don't know. Uh, did Infinity War or um, or no? Because didn't uh didn't the new Avatar when it came out didn't it break the record? It Whatever was it might have. Um, but it's just not, it, it's a three hour movie that didn't need to be three hours. And the, the, I also think it's so funny, the, um, you know, the, the rare metal that everyone's, or that the humans are trying to get is called unobtainium. Oh, that sounds stupid. Yeah. <laughs> why? It's, let's see, why is this so hard to find? Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm assuming you're looking up uh, highest grossing films right now. Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. All time. And why am I getting? I don't care about Steven Spielberg. Give me a list. Okay, yeah. let's see. Five, Fifty highest grossing films from IMDb. I feel like it's a pretty good source. Avengers: Endgame is number one. Um, with two point seven, almost two point eight billion. Uh, Avatar is followed closely by uh two point seven, but it's uh, I guess Avengers is two point seven nine, and uh, Avatar is two point seven eight. Followed a little less closely by Titanic, which is two point one, but that's that's the top three, um, which is kind of surprising. Titanic is still that high. When, when, yeah, when did Titanic come out? Ninety seven. Yeah. Okay, it's not that's not the as far closest, back as I thought it was, but still, that's the closest movie in the top five highest grossing films, other than uh, two Titanic. In year, well, I guess Avatar came out in 2009. I was gonna say it's 2015 because you have Force Awakens. But yeah, both of the Avengers: Infinity and Endgame are in the top five. Uh, in uh, Endgame, bringing up number one, and fi- uh, Infinity War bringing up the rear with uh, number five, and number four is uh, the Force Awakens, which is understandable because it was a huge thing when Star Wars released a new movie. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Avatar is still in the top five, um, but not my cup of tea. Um, are you Avatar lovers out there? I'm sorry, it's just not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Anyway, my point with all this was that uh, you had a point. <laughs> I think so. 
anyway, but uh, what I was saying was basically that uh, why I think they sh I, I think it they shouldn't have done two movies with uh with Mockingjay. I think it worked better because or I think it uh worked better in some movies like Avatar who just dragged like it was you know it wasn't drag it didn't drag on but i still think it was you know a little bit slower than it should be should have been yeah um however let's see where is it opening weekend uh i want to see the actual box office it looks like it made a lot of money so you know and therein lies why they did it. Mm -hmm. that, that's uh, why they it, split it into two movies. So they could have two theatrical releases and hopefully make twice the money. I doubt they did okay, make twice. So, they probably made more than if they just released one movie. But I, I doubt they made like actually twice. But So, Hunger Games. Uh, that's the first. Okay, Hunger Games, the first one. Uh, made. Uh, one second. That one made one second. Hunger Games, the first one, made worldwide, uh, six hundred and seventy-seven uh, million. Okay. A budget of eighty million. Uh, the second, uh, Catching Fire, made. Eight hundred and sixty-four million on a budget of one hundred and thirty million. Uh, first Mockingjay made seven hundred and sixty-six on a budget of one hundred and twenty-five million, and closely to the uh, part one, uh, Mockingjay Part Two made six hundred and forty-six million on a budget of one hundred and sixty million. So it cost the most. It did not make the most, but I mean, they made almost, a, or they made a worldwide, nationwide, they made over a billion dollars off of the off of the two movies, which they mm. wouldn't have done if they made it into one. So, you know, looks like they they did they did in fact make a pretty good hunk of change off of off of all of them, but specifically the last two. Mm -hmm. So. Um, I do have a question for you, being that you watched the movie. Uh, so, uh, some some thoughts and questions about um, Coin, right? Wait, what's her name? Coin? President Coin, yeah. That President Coin? Okay, when I was saying that, I was like, in my head, I was like, no, that's stupid. Why would it be Coin? <laughs> but anyways, so, thoughts on President Coin and District 13 as a whole. In this, there is so much it's restrictive um, for Katniss and uh, the other protagonists in our story, um, there's so much restricted for them, right? Mm. And in some mm. ways, it's like, is this really any better than the rule of the capital? You know, mm. uh, especially with the power hungriness of Coin. Now, obviously, we know all this stuff. Okay, if you don't know, she's she's not a great person. Um, uh, that will if if I don't remember when I say what would come in play in this movie, but I know obviously in the next ones there's things that happens. Um, but uh, you know she obviously like she kind of puts Katniss down and kind of puts her thumb on Katniss in in certain ways 
uh, when she becomes the Mockingjay and when she becomes the symbol of the Mockingjay, like, um, you know, uh, Katniss has all her conditions that she once met when, uh, she, uh, you know, conditions that she once met. And if they were met, she'll she'll become the Mockingjay, the symbol for the Mockingjay. Um, one of which is the tributes to be rescued and uh, pardoned for any crime, any and all crimes that they would have committed, you know, because um, in her mind, it's not their fault. It's not, but you know, in her mind, opposed uh, to District 13s, it's not their fault. Mm-hmm. So she has her announce this to everyone so that they can't back out or crumple the paper up, you know, anything like that. Um, but at the end of it, uh, she puts on that the o- that the only th- uh, as long as uh, Katniss cooperates, basically, that all this will be upheld kind of putting Katniss in a firm line of saying, if you step out just a little mm. bit, I have the power here to do what, what needs to be done. And and if... and it just goes back to the fact that, like, you know, Snow is so power-hungry, and you see him as such an evil person. But throughout this, Coin doesn't really come... Like, she kind of comes across starting now. It's like, oh, she's the leader of the... Rebe- she's the president of the rebellion. She has to be good. And then you start to... F- learn more about her character and you're like mm, no she's actually not good she's actually in some ways just as bad as snow she she is just as much of a narcissist as snow is i heard the phrase many times uh you know her and snow are two sides of a coin it's the name coin you know mm-hmm. they're they're two sides of the same coin and and they they really are in their in their uh and how they act. Also, uh, in in some of Peta's um, uh, talks, when when he's being interviewed or talking on on the television or whatever, uh, at one point I don't remember which time it is, but at one point he says something about he he's talking to Katniss and he's like, "Do you know, like, you know, you you're you're not for the capital, but you know, should you trust the people you're with?" Which in all reality, like. Can she and should she? I think no. In most most cases, trust the people from District Thirteen who are running the rebellion. They're no better in a, than uh, the capital is in some of the some of the things that they go about doing. Mm-hmm. It's it's. It's kind of the thing of like it's the the our district thirteen still doesn't really care about the people of Pan Am. They just want they just want to be in power instead of the capital. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, uh, Utart, I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, says something about like when they're talking about what will happen when when and if the rebellion. See, uh, succeeds in their mission and he says that um, you know they, their plan is to basically make it a republic and each district will have representatives and all that mm-hmm. you know all that stuff and um, I, I don't know remember if it was Katniss or not but they, they kind of scoff at that they're like mm, yeah like that's actually going to end up working and then and they're like well it worked in, in our in our history you know we're we're not just reading it from ordinary books we're reading it from history books that this did work, 
And, you know, then they're like, well, look at the state we're in now. Clearly, it didn't work for long enough, you know, because this is what ended up happening. And and there is a there is a sense within our protagonist's mind, specifically Katniss, but in some of the other ones as well, that, you know, does District 13 really is there? Are they really in the best interest of of what? Are we fighting for the same thing? Sure, we're fighting for the for the fall of the capital. Like you said, they're just as narcissistic as Snow is. You know, they want control. That's why they're trying to do this. It, and I mean, even at the end of it, what is Coin um, uh, uh, suggest doing? Having a Hunger Games with just the capital kids. So mm-hmm. if the Hunger Games are such a wrong and immoral thing to do, then how are we watching our our good good guy characters over here agree to doing that? You know, obviously, that's that's one of the clue in things that Katniss is like. Maybe these aren't people that I should. I mean, obviously, she's skeptical up to that point. But that's one of the that things. That's one of the things where after having a conversation with Snow, she's like, maybe he's not just lying to me, you know, to manipulate me. Maybe he's right that I shouldn't be trusting these people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you, you do get kind of that sense of like the. Well, actually, at some at some points throughout really all the books, you you almost get the sense of like that Katniss is the only person you can trust in the story, you know. Which is not too hard, being that obviously we're inside her head throughout the whole entire thing. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, when when you're watching it and looking at it, you're like, she's like the only the only good person here. I mean, even at times in in this, you're you're questioning is Hamish a good is a, is Hamish good? Like, can you trust Hamish? Mm-hmm. Uh, Finnick isn't someone that you usually tend to tend to question because he's out of out of it for a lot of this one, and then once he comes in, he's usually right there with Katniss. But like Gail. You don't know if you can trust Gales uh, for part of this too, because he starts to kind of waver a little bit, you know, with different things. Like, yeah, he's constantly sticking up for Katniss, but then there's other times, like when when the broadcast for Peta comes on, uh, and and uh, Finnick and Katniss again. This might just—I I don't really—I know that they usually correlate pretty well, uh, book to movie. But if at any point in time I'm talking about something that isn't in the movie specifically then whatever but at, at the point where Katniss and uh Finnick are watching the um the the hijacked uh things that they did after that a thing of PETA shows up and uh they deny seeing it because they don't want to have those conversations with him and no one says anything about it and Katniss kind of loses some trust in in Gail when Gail doesn't ever mention it to her either Knowing full well in her mind that he he's probably seen it, but he's not willing to talk to her about it, you know. Mm. And so she gets a little upset with him. It's like so. It's is there is a certain point where you're like, can I really trust Gail? Like, obviously it comes back to yeah, you know, I may be a little mad at him, but you know, I trust him. But someone as as much of a cornerstone in her life as him, it's it's really it, things really get fuzzy. Um, mm-hmm. I do know at the beginning of the movie, uh, she does start. She's like in the crouch position, you know, huddling and and saying the things to herself. You know, I'm uh, Katniss Everdeen. I'm from District Twelve. You know, I survived the Hunger Games. Stuff like that to kind of remind herself of who she is, um, and kind of what's truth. 
you know, because of all the trauma she's been through and all the things that she's had to deal with, you know, she needs a constant reminder. And I feel like that's one reason why things are so blurry uh, watching these movies is because it's from the from the perspective of Katniss. So when you're reading or watching the movies or the uh, reading the books, um, I feel like that's why you get that sense of unsure what's going on, who to trust. But you know Katniss is the one that, that you're going to stick with because you're seeing it through her eyes. Mm. And like uh, uh, you said, you, you even start, you even question, especially in, in, in this, in this uh, book slash movies, you you question you even question people you know, people who in the first book you never thought you would question like Hamish, or like Peta. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Which I think. Uh, so actually, I I just finished um the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes the book by I said just it was like two weeks ago, but uh. <clears throat> Um, Suzanne Collins did a really good job in that book of, of it too, but uh, you you she does a really good job of making you like get attached to characters and then question your attachment. Mm-hmm. And but then you also I mean, get, I feel like... then you also get characters like uh, Effie, who in the first two books just was like a you know you you know she's capital you know what you know and then she she actually starts to actually you know do good like you know you you, you, especially in this book there's a lot of subverting of expectations of characters yeah i was gonna say though in in a book like salad salad song Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. I can get that out. Um, you do have to have that aspect of it. Um, mm. Because you're dealing with a main character in the main antagonist for the original series. You mm. know, in the original three books. he's This is the main villain. This is his origin story. This is how he came to power. You have to... you ha- If he's the protagonist, you have to have some sympathy to him starting out. Mm. And then by the end of it, he has to be who you know, moving forward. Well, in in, in that book, um, so at, even at the very beginning, he's still a a narcissist who doesn't really care for anyone but himself. Mm. But you you still want to root for him. But yeah, and I also feel like. Two, even if he starts out like that, there is some character growth when Lucy Gray shows up and he cares for her, mm-hmm. you know, because then he's like, then it's like, oh, he went from someone who doesn't care about anyone to, oh, he cares about this one person. And then when, you know, things go wrong and, uh, you know, in his mind, maybe he feels like he can't trust her. Then it's like understandable why later on in life he can't, he he. <laughs> he does not he's unwilling to have attachments because he knows the consequences per what happened that you know this one instance over here you know mm. so i mean the only other attachment he ever had in his whole entire life was his granddaughter you know like not even his wife he married his wife for 
just it wasn't anything like any big deal. It was no love. It was just yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if it was like a political thing or if it was just for show. I don't know. People who know the books better would know that Sarah's probably screaming at me right now for telling me what it is. Uh, but you know, well, no, hopefully it, I'm just not in the car with her when she's listening to this. Well, no, it was a very uh, his part was very like calculated move. Like, okay, I, I get along with her, and you know, enough that I, you know, it, it was yeah, you're right. It was it was political. It was you know. No, no love involved whatsoever because he didn't want to have attachments to have weakness, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, down to it, and you see this in, in the specifically one in his downfall, or you see this in these books because it's when his downfall, when his downfall comes in. Um, but honestly, his biggest Achilles heel, his biggest problem is his uh, narcissistic attitude, his need for control, his need for power is ultimately what, you know, pushes him off the edge, uh, you know, in the long run, because he's constantly going back and forth with with District uh, 13 and Katniss and all these things. And eventually he's he's out of cards to play, you know, but he's still trying because he has to he has to be in control, even up until his death, you know, He's still trying to have one little thing where he's in control of it or manipulating someone or something, mm. you know, just because he has and that that just, you know, it, it's it's his character flaw that he never gets over um, and ultimately may not be specifically his downfall, but it, it obviously is something that that trips him up. Mm hmm. Yeah, and of course we, of course we do get to see more of that in the um, second part of uh, Mockingjay, because well, honestly, he he's not really in this part of the book much. No, I don't really remember him much uh, listening to it. Uh, I think maybe one or two mentions of him, but it was all on the on the screen. Like, mm. there's no actual uh, dialogue with him or anything like that. Um, but, uh, so I don't want to go through the whole entire theory with it, but I found it kind of compelling, um, cause I like things like this, that kind of, you know, this sub- sub- subversion of expectations. Uh, so, uh, Super Carlton Brothers, uh, their YouTube channel posts a video, uh, talking about the Hunger Games and talking about, I know where you're going um, with this, yeah. Yes, if you watch the video. Yeah, I watched the video. Well, good. Then you can talk. You can talk a little bit about it and, and fill in things that I may not remember or whatever. So in it, they basically talk about how everything in the Hunger Games is rigged, even down to Prim being chosen uh, in the beginning of in the beginning of the first book movie. Um, uh, all of it leading so Katniss could become the Mockingjay. Uh, and, and so, like, there's a lot to it, and they lay out a lot of good evidence for it. Um, obviously there are some things that you have to be like, yeah, that can happen. You know, maybe there's not evidence for it or against it. You just kind of have to, if you want to accept it, you can accept it. Um, 
but basically where where coin is uh, orchestrating everything um so that she can be in power essentially kind of just reinforcing that narcissistic uh mentality that she has as well you know um and i kind of like the idea of it because yeah snow is a great villain and a great you know he's calculating he's always you know trying to be two steps ahead he's put he's pushing his thumb down on every you know anyone who tries to resist but you know it's all through fear where he gets his control you know and if you do something where coin ends up being the actual mastermind actual villain behind the scenes orchestrating a lot of this you get a much more like uh thought out and um calculated like master plan and those are always cool to 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 do you know we've talked about this before with like um the uh with star wars because we have to interject that in every single podcast i don't think we did last week so there's that but moving forward will be good. Uh, but uh, you're talking about with Thrawn, you know, he's a very calculating villain. And you need things like this. Obviously, you need them to be beatable. But, you know, it's always it's always really intriguing to have a villain that's so smart that it's like, how are they ever going to uh, uh, outwit him? This wouldn't be the same thing. But having your, anti- or your protagonist kind of caught off guard by certain things is uh, interesting. Anyways, what were you going to say? Well, I was about to say, like, in the the books, you know, everything from catching fire is, is planned out. So it's not really that much, that far of a stretch to say that even in the first Hunger Games book, stuff was planned out. Well, the, the, the most compelling part of this whole thing, though, too, is think about it. How many times your name's put in in the in the bowl, the likelihood of a first year being chosen is extremely low. Not un- not unheard of and not completely random or unlikely, but just so very low mm. that, you know, like what are the odds that, that Prim would be chosen? Not high. You know, Gale has his name in there like 42 times, I think I remember it being. Katniss is around 30-something, you know, like... Him being one name in that whole thing, kind of crazy that she uh, she got chosen. Um, and yeah, like you said, they're 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 definitely. Here's the thing: these make a lot of sense to be rigged. Now, sure, the inside of the game may or may not be rigged because you can't really rig how people interact with other people. If you know one tribute kills another tribute, you can't really deal with that. But how the game, how the uh, arenas are played in, you know, uh, if anything in the arena kills someone, you can kind of control a lot of those things. So, yeah, a lot of it is controlled. Um, and like you said, being that the 75th Hunger Games is so planned out, um, it would make sense that this could be planned out, too. Because, I mean, uh, uh, Plutarch's been in the been in the game at the Capitol for years. He's been he's been helping them plan out games for years, you know. So being able to do this is is not really out of the I mean, realm of possibility. Uh, I mean, he he was the he was the head game maker in seventy fifth, but he was probably still involved in seventy fourth. Mm-hmm. 
and and like it said at one point, you know, the games aren't built overnight. Those arenas mm-hmm. aren't just built overnight. They're planned out far in advance. So, you know, things like this have been planned out. Also, um, I mentioned in that video, uh, they also mentioned how uh, District 12, uh, due to location, is the closest to District 13. And with how how much snow uh, sees, like, you know, the kiss from uh, Katniss and Gale, um, it's not out of the realm of possibility to think that maybe District 13 has their own surveillance so they can see things. And District 12 is the closest to them. So them being able to see Katniss and kind of see how she is and who she is and all that stuff, uh, you could you could start running up the story and be like, oh, look at this. We can see her. We can move her into this role. Oh, it can be sympathetic because, oh, her sister, this, that, the other thing, you know. And, like, you just start getting the pieces built on top of each other where it's like Katniss is the perfect person to be the Mockingjay. You know, mm-hmm. and things just start building up for it. Um, obviously, this is just a theory. It's a really great video. Um, I th- I don't remember what it's titled. But I think it's talking about something about how the Hunger Games is rigged. But it's by Super Carlton Brothers, another YouTube channel that I've watched a decent amount of uh, in the years past. They're pretty good. But um, once again, shouting out more YouTube channels. If you've ever heard of the Pixar theory, they're they're the ones that made it popular. To find their channel, you, you forget anything. It's Pixar Theory. Look that up. You can find some great videos yeah. for them. <laughs> All right, David. What else we got to say about this? Um. See, I'm having trouble because, like, I want to mention stuff, but I'm like, wait, no, that's the next movie. Because in all reality, yeah. like, the, the it doesn't wrap anything up until Mockingjay Part 2. Well, also, you got to think about the fact, too, this is like a middle movie mm. because things in this movie and that are, get wrapped up in Mockingjay Part 2, a lot of it starts in Catching Fire. Yeah. It doesn't start in this movie. So if you don't really have things in this movie that are uh, introduced or concluded, then it's like, well, what's there really to talk about? Coin was the biggest thing that I wanted to talk about. Mm. Um but yeah, I was curious what else you had had going on thought wise. Um, while you think, I'm gonna grab something for Sarah. She asked me for some food, so un momento. All right. So, what do you want to talk about? <clears throat> I don't know. I I kind of ran out of things to talk about with uh with this. So I was thinking if you didn't have anything else to say, we could jump into Trailcast trivia. Uh, but you tell me what you what you're thinking. Oh, yeah, we could go ahead and jump into Trailcast trivia. Wow, this is gonna be a short one. I guess that makes up for yet for. And I figured last week being uh almost three hours. <laughs> yeah, I figured this week would be short. Yeah. All right. So yeah, we can go ahead and jump into uh, Trailcast Trivia. So, uh... Railcast Trivia. Okay, we, we really need to workshop a actual uh, intro. I have you an actual intro. You're just unwilling to use it. 
Uh huh. All right. I'm ready, David. I'm ready. I read the book and I know more. All right. Well, without further ado, let's do further and jump right in. Question number one. I don't know if that was the first question or not, but I'm going to go with false. Question number one. What year did The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1 come out? Was it A, 2012, B, 2013, C, 2014, or D, 2015? Okay, so I answered this on Instagram, and I got it wrong. Um, oh, I forgot to mention for anyone who is playing, yeah, well, whatever. Uh, for anyone who is playing along, I forgot to mention, but uh, we'll do the normal drill. If this is your first time listening, we'll take a quick little pause, and then we will answer. Uh, I will start going into the into the question and my thoughts on it all. Uh, but make sure to pause it during that period so that you can uh think and answer in your own in your own head if you don't care keep listening all right but what i was gonna say though is that i, I answered it on the on the um uh instagram and i got it wrong because i thought it came out in 2015 i thought it was sooner than that but no it actually came out in 2014 mm-hmm. so that's my answer final answer that is correct so the answers that i put in there are the three movies or the four movies i mean so the first one came out in 2012 and it came out every year since that's that's what i was thinking of because i was thinking about when the last hunger games movie came out and it would have been the next one which came out the year after okay so that's probably what i was uh, thinking about in my head yep okay this one came out in 2014 question number doing good 50 percent baby Question number two. During the propaganda filming, what building is destroyed in District 8? Is it A, a school, B, an armory, C, a hospital, or D, a warehouse? Okay, so I, I, I'm not going to ask a clarifying question because I'm just going to go with my answer or what my thought answer is here. But... um. I was wondering what, like, you're talking about the main thing that fell down and was destroyed in the bombing? Because I'm pretty sure there was a warehouse that got destroyed, but I'm going to go with the answer that a hospital got destroyed, or the hospital got destroyed. That's my final answer, but I do, I mean, I'm pretty sure there was at least some damage to one of the warehouses. I'm making sure that that's actually what what you're going for, is that hospital. What what, what building was targeted? Yeah, the hospital. Yeah, yeah. That is correct. Yes, the the hospital yes, was building that was targeted. I was thinking, I was like, I was like, I'm pretty sure like something crashes into a warehouse and blows it up. So I was like, that'd be real stupid if if this is a trick question because it's worded weird. <laughs> so I wanted to make sure I laid all that information out so that I could be like, I still got it right. But anyways, go ahead. Yeah, I got it right. We're good. Fifty percent, baby. Technically, a hundred percent right now. Uh huh. Alright, how much, question number three, how much time did PETA save District 13 when the Capitol bombs them? 
Is it A, 10 minutes, B, 1 hour, C, 8 minutes, or D, 30 minutes? I'm not going to lie, okay? So when I when I need to listen to the, the – there are books for movies. I need to listen to them more often because I pick up so much more from listening to them, uh, the book wise, than I would uh, watching the movie. Uh, the answer is 10 minutes because they're like, did he actually give us any uh, heads up, you know, any significant heads up before um, – before we, uh, you know, went down into the bunkers, like the, the sensors wouldn't have picked up, and they're like, "Yeah, it was, you know, about ten minutes," uh, which seems like such a short amount of time. But Gail and Primrose were in the top getting the cat, and so it just barely made it in. And if they didn't have those extra ten minutes, a lot of people would have died. Uh, final answer. So okay, here's one thing. So the book says about with a lot of these numbers i should have specified this was this was from the movie ah whatever so it's eight minutes then yeah in the movie uh president coin said eight minutes oh sucks to not watch the movie the book said about 10 minutes so that's that's where i was getting that from but fine all right i i Mm. missed one yeah so yes it was about eight minutes or it was eight minutes you know, Which... for so many of these things coming from the books, I feel like I'm getting screwed over here. <laughs> I know I picked now to go over the go over some of the movie ones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Give me give me point five. Give me point five. Okay. Give me yeah. half a point. I'll, I'll did, give... it, the book says about 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 ten minutes. So the the movie the movie screwed up. Okay. okay. The movie screwed up. Yeah. Give me I'll, I'll I'll give you point five. So you're at two point five now. All right. Question number four. How does the capital hijack PETA's mind? A. Electric shocks. B. Jabber jays. C. Tracker jacker venom. Or D. They bribed him with cracker jacks. That is a uh, <laughs> offensive last answer because i know exactly what you're doing with that uh so i am going to go with uh c though they uh use cracker jacker venom i said what i meant c is correct so yes if you don't if you don't know that the D option there. If none of you, if if someone is listening to this that didn't listen to our first Hunger Games podcast, or Wesley kept calling Tracker Jackers Cracker Jackers. I knew what they were called, but I think I kept slipping. I, I, don't know, I think I said it one time, and that is what it is from there on. They are from here henceforth, thoroughly, fully, full, thumbed it all. They are Cracker Jackers. You can find baseball cards inside of them. Right. Um. Anyway. Question number five. In the Hunger Games, Mockingjay Part 1. What is the name of the propaganda series produced by the Rebels? Is it A... The Freedom Chronicles, B, 
the capital expose, C, public occurrences, or D, the district dispatch? I don't remember this. I remember them talking about it, but I don't remember what it is. Um, I'm going to go with the Freedom Chronicles because it's easy to go with. And I'm not going to think too much about it or give too much reasoning. So, yeah. That is incorrect. The correct answer was B, the capital expose. So you are now... You are now 3.5 and 1.5. You you have you, you've gotten th- you've gotten three three or you, I'll, you, I've given you three and a half points because yeah give you half point now this one you notice I did actually specify movies on this one because the yeah. the numbers are actually one. different books to movies I don't know this are one. actually different I don't know this one from the books either all right so question number six what was the population of District Twelve before the bombings and again this is from the movies. Is it A, 8,000, B, 9,000, C, 10,000, or D, 12,000? I'm going to bring out my itty-bitty little friend Mo again, and we're going to choose an option. So it goes, eeny, meeny, miny, mo, catch a tiger by his toe. If he hollers, let him go, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. You know, every time I hit mo, it's going to be the last answer. There's a rhythm here. <laughs> should I go with the biggest one? I don't know if I should go with the biggest one. I feel like it's not that well populated. I'm going to go against mo and go with 8,000. It was a very small district. I don't know. That's what I'm going to go with. 8,000. Final answer, not too much thought. So, in the books, I think it's mentioned at some point that the population of District 12 is around 8,000. In the movies, it's mentioned that it's around 10,000. I don't know why I they changed. From... I don't know why I don't know why they changed it from these stuff. Um, and if you if y'all are wondering, I did pull a lot of the stuff from the wiki on uh, Hunger Games, so that's that's where I'm pulling a lot of this, a lot of like th- these kind of numbers and stuff. Um, and it actually mentioned that you know the differences between the books and the movies. That's why I specified on this question. Um, so because of that. I will give you another half point. I will accept that. However, I do have to say that my guessing of eight was not in correlation with remembering the books. Much, at least. Maybe I kind of do, but... No, I did think 10,000. Maybe that would be a good, nice round number. But then I also thought it might be too round of a number and you'd be tricking me. So you've kind of scarred me in this this segment. (laughs) But I will take it, which that puts me up to what? Well, the main reason I did that is just so I can get you back to a whole number. But uh, okay, fair enough. Uh, I will so, say so that puts you that say, puts you at a four and two. This basically or just no. means that I did get the. Wait, no, 
not four and two. Yeah, no, yeah, four and two, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this basically just means that I got the um, the uh, time Peta gave him question right. Yeah. That's, that's my canon, is that I got it right, and so here's my full point for it. So okay. Move along. Yeah. Yeah, I should have specified move, but at the same time, it doesn't really matter that much. Anyway. 50%, baby! Question number seven. I don't I don't remember if there was a difference between this and the books and the books and the movies, but I did specify movies again as well. All right. So question number seven: How many people survived the District Twelve bombings? Is it A, eight hundred and fifty-five, B, eight hundred and seventy, C, nine hundred and fifteen, or D, nine hundred and thirty? So all I know about this is that uh, <clears throat> very few people made it out, and that Yale kind of got as many people out as possible. Uh, so I'm just going to go with the lowest number because I don't know what it is. Um, I should probably go against instinct, but I'm not. So I'm going to go with uh, whatever A is, uh, 855. The correct answer was C. 915. Such a specific answer. Mm -hmm. But then it's also District 13. They're very strict. So they, they, they would know. Documenting every single person who, uh. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. Yeah. Quest... I didn't need that one. Question number eight When was The Hunger Games Mockingjay published? Is it was it A two thousand eight, B two thousand nine, C two thousand ten, or D twenty eleven? I have absolutely no clue whatsoever when this came out. I don't need this answer either, um, but I'm gonna go with D two thousand eleven for the heck of it. That is incorrect. You were very close, though. It was C, twenty ten. See, don't you like how don't you like how decisive I am? Mm -hmm. I, I just stick to it. I go and I, I answer quickly, and I'm I stick to it. Well, you're four and four now, so I don't need to get two more to be fifty percent, and I can actually get fifty percent this time, David. Yes, it's an I even can number. actually be there, six. There are only six. there are only twelve questions this time, so it's an actual even number. Question number nine. This might be the hardest one on here. I don't know. Um, <laughs> really? This is this is one I actually know. Oh, okay. Um, Unless I get it wrong, and in which case... Question number nine. What is the Everdeen family's compartment after the bombing in District of District 13? Or it should be District 12, shouldn't it? Anyway, basically, where, where, where are they staying? What is the compartment they're staying in? Whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. So, I understand what you're saying, but are you talking about when they go into the bunker or when they go to live in District 13? There's two different compartments in there, and one answer will answer which one they're in when they're in the bunker, and one answer 
will be where they're at when they go to District 13. So that needs to be clarified. Because my thought was it was where they were in the bunker. I, th- I think that's where I was going with it, was the bunker. Because after the bottom of District 13. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We can list off the answers Okay, then. so yeah. A, compartment E. B, compartment uh, 3908. C, compartment 2212. Or D, compartment 307. With that in mind, I don't necessarily remember if it was. I I know it was three something. It might have been three oh seven. I feel like it was three oh nine though. Uh, when they were in the in District Thirteen in their first apartment, but uh, compartment E is the one that I'm remembering when they go down into the bunker and um, are hiding out during the bomb strikes on District Thirteen. Oh, final answer. You've got me questioning myself now. Let me let me go back and fact check myself here real quick. Hold on. Well, I'm just confused about what the actual question's asking because there's a couple different that you know. Got to make sure we know what we're talking about because. Yeah, so let me, let me go back and fact check because because the question is phrased. The question is actually I think I got this from another uh, from a um like actual trivia site. But the question is phrased for after the bombing. Um, after after District 12's bombing? After District 13's bombing. That would be compartment E. But if it's after 12, then the closest one that I would see would be uh, D307. So I'm just confused at what the answer, or not the answer. What's the answer you have? So the answer I had was twenty two twelve. I don't remember. This might be the movie All thing. Right. I don't remember. Let me that see though. here. All right. So yeah. So this is okay. So the Evening family is giving compartment twenty two twelve. And talks about Katniss is immediately taken to film more propo spots, confirming the Capitol did not kill her. So this is after the bombing of District 13. So, yes, that is... You're talking about not when they're in the bunker, though. You're talking about after the bombing when they come up. Yes. That's fine. I'm just clarifying. Yes, okay. Yeah, that's that's what... Okay. Yeah. Like I said, I got the... should have done more research on this question because I I got it from a, th- a third party site. So I should have done more research on, on it. They, that's, that's the thing is they stayed in four different bedrooms throughout the duration of being in District 13. Uh, I think the first one was like 309. It might be 37. That might be where you got the, the one from. Mm. I thought it was like 309. And then they go to the upstairs one, which I don't know what that one was. And then they go to compartment E in the bunker. And then I guess they go to 12, 2212. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, confusing question. Uh, I'm fine to fall to four and five. I I know enough of the last couple ones. All right. So I still get fifty percent. Yeah. Question number ten. What is a mockingjay? Is it a a bird originally native to districts eleven, twelve, and thirteen? 
B, a mutation made by the made in the Capital Labs. C, a natural hybrid between a regular mockingbird and a jabberjay. Or D, a guy named Jay who mocks everyone. I am really confident about this one. I'm so confident about this one. It's a guy named Jay who mocks everyone. <laughs> Hands down, that's the right answer. Anyone else who says it differently is stupid. No, I'm kidding. Um, the uh, actual answer is a hybrid between a regular mocking Jay and a jabber Jay because, like, jabber Jays, I think we're all supposed to be like male, female, one of the, one gender, and they went and mated. So now you have mocking Jays. And then you also have mocking, you have a mocking Jay, a guy named Jay who mocks everyone. You know what? Sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, C is correct. A natural hybrid between regular mockingbirds and jabber Jays. So you're five and five. Question 11. Where is the dam? that gets destroyed the hydroelectric dam that gets destroyed is it a in district 2 b in district 5 c in district 8 or d in district 9 so you added this in while you were saying the answer which is not on the sheet that i have you said hydroelectric dam instead of just the dam that was destroyed i so was i was clarifying I yeah, well, since it wasn't clarified on there, I was a little bit mm, not very sure to begin with. Um, not that I'm made, I'm not, I still can get this wrong, but it, it clears up. I, I'm more confident in my answer. Mm-hmm. I know it's not two. I think it's not two. I think it's not. I think it's five. I don't. I don't. It's not eight, and I don't think it's nine. I'm pretty sure that uh, five is where they did a lot of the the stuff. Um, they don't really deal with District 2 until later in the book. So I'm going to go with all my confidence. Whether I get this wrong or right, I don't really care. Uh, I'm going to go with District 5, letter number, answer B. That is correct. You're 6 and 5. And I can't lose. But you know what? I'm going to do better than that. Mm. So question number 12. If you read Songbirds and Snakes, this is easy. Like, super easy. (laughs) I haven't, but I still know it. Okay. So, question number 12. What is President Snow's first name? Is it A, James, B, Sejanus, C, Coriolanus, or D, Casca? Okay. I definitely said that I knew it with too much confidence. I have an answer, but, you know, it's not like in my, the back of my mind, I'm like, I can get this wrong. Um, I'm going to go with Coriolanus. I'm pretty sure that's what his uh, name is. Um, but, no. I don't... It, did they only introduce his first name in this ne- in this newest one? So they did when I was watching the movie. They didn't mention it in the movie. I can't remember if they mentioned it in the Mockingjay book or not. But either I feel like way, I've heard came, it either way, it came from Suzanne Collins. So uh, yeah, that's my so answer. I, I final think, answer. I think it wasn't. I think it was in the Mockingjay book too. But okay, 
That is correct. It was C. Coriolanus. Coriolanus Snoo. Mm-hmm. What a name. Yeah, it gets kind of annoying in, in the Battle of Songbirds and Snakes. You know, every time they refer to him, it's Coriolanus, Coriolanus, Coriolanus. That's kind of a long name. You're just like, C. Okay. <laughs> you, you know how, like, when you read over a name and you know what it says, but you don't bother reading it in your head? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, David, what did I win? I won. Uh, you win brownie points. I heard of brownies. I get them every week. I was about to say, I've got a um, Chick-fil-A uh, gift thing or whatever for a cookie or a brownie, so. Okay, I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take it. It's only, it's only, uh, only works at uh, one Chick-fil-A, though. Well, I was thinking that you could, I was thinking that you could go ahead and get it for me, and then I'll just take the brownie. Oh, uh, okay. And this actually expires on my birthday next year. Well, you better get working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like in, all it's right, like in David. 10 months, though, so I don't care. I feel like this is all in uh, all, right, so all of what's new with you conversation, so, yeah, so is that seven, where we're going? Yeah, so you're 7 and 5, and uh, yeah, let's go ahead and head to what's new with you, because we didn't do that last week. All right, where's, it? where's, where's, where's our soundboard? Hold up. Technical difficulties. All right, here we go. What's new? What's new? What's new? I feel like the fact that that is our intro to What's New With You means that I should be able to get the Trailcast Trivia song. I just feel like that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. David, what's new with you? Well, I was going to ask you that first. I'd rather know what's going on with you first. Might be a longer conversation. Mm-hmm. Let me guess, because you've done absolutely nothing. Well, either that or I have to think about it. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you want to hear first? What have, I, what have I been reading, what I've been watching, or what I've been playing? Well, you started with what I'm reading, so go ahead and tell me what you're reading, and then tell me what you're watching, and then tell me what you're playing. Well, uh, well, okay. I'm, I'm I'm more listening to it, but uh, I started uh, or I started listening to the Thrawn books, or I started listening to the Heir to the Empire. Um, well, watching Ahsoka kind of got me on the a Star Wars kick, and I'm like, okay, I, I haven't uh ever read these before, so watching Ahsoka got me off of a Star Wars kick. Fair enough. Oops. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, what are you What are you uh, watching then? Currently, since that's what you're reading or listening to, what are you What are you watching? Um, I started rewatching Invincible. Yeah, season. One, I have started it. You have started it. Yeah, I've watched like the first couple episodes. Mm-hmm. He's joined pick. up with the other uh, the other group that he goes to school with. He's joined up with them. Uh, that's about all I really remember. I think some things about 
the investigation with uh, his like what's gone on with the other group is started, stuff like that. Very I'm, I'm pretty early on in it because I know those specific things. But that's about it. <laughs> well, that ha- all that's like episode two, but uh, season two comes that might out. Might be where I'm at. Season two comes out in a, in a few weeks. Sometime next month. I don't remember exact the exact date, but it comes out in a few okay. weeks. So I've been rewatching it just to, you know, in preparation for that. And you need to finish. How many episodes it. are in season one? Eight. How many episodes are in season one? Eight. Eight. Oh, I should be able to finish this. I won't, but I should. Yes, you should. It's good. It's good. I just, I just time, time, David, time. <laughs> Lack thereof. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, here, even this. Okay. I didn't even watch Mockingjay Part uh, 1 because I, I didn't end up having time. Uh, and this is something I usually take time to, to do stuff for. So mm-hmm. I just got... I, I forgot that I had stuff to do. Yeah. I would just put it on the schedule because, you know, we've got an empty spot coming up. So you'll finish it then. That's what you think. <laughs> <laughs> what What... What have you been playing? Tell me, tell me about that. What you been playing? So I started playing uh, Fallout New Vegas. Fallout New Vegas. GTA. Mm-hmm. Wait, what's up? I said, I said, is that like a GTA game? No, no, it's a Fallout game. Oh, Fallout. Okay, now I'm getting the picture. I don't know what I was thinking. You said Fallout. My first thought was Fallen Order, and so I was like, I don't, I don't know where I was getting anything from. It's been a long day, David. Don't no, question no, to it's, me it's, things. It's um, it came out in 2010. It's a uh, basically a. I mean, it, it takes place in the Fallout universe. It's not a mainline game because it's not a yet numbered game, but it's basically a, a another studio other than Bethesda. Or Obsidian, who actually made, who are actually the same. Obsidian is the same group of developers who originally made the first two Fallout games, but it's a different company. Um, but basically they took a lot of the asset or all the assets and stuff from Fallout Three and made a different game with them. Ooh, on same engine as Fallout Three. A lot of them assets. Yeah. Sounds pretty fun to me. I don't you know. sound I, so bored. I I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I have not really gotten into the Fallout games. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're, it's not they're bad. It's just I haven't gotten into it. Mm-hmm. It's a me thing. Maybe it's a you thing. I don't really know. It's one of the two, and I'm definitely going to go with it's a you thing because I don't want to take responsibility for that. Not a, not my kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So. so other than nothing, what have you been up to? Uh, me and Sarah have been playing Lego Lord of the Rings. Oh, wow. I actually... I think, last, I think the oh, last yeah, thing that we good. did... Was um uh we just met Faramir. 
Oh, okay. That's where so, we're so, at. You're, so you're like playing it, playing it. You're not. Oh, you're playing the yeah. story. Well, well, yeah, this is the first time we we've played this oh, okay. through. So, but, okay. but yeah, no, we have we're just we're we're playing through the movies right now. So okay. uh, yeah, we're at we're at uh, Faramir. I think is the last thing that we did. I'm not entirely sure. Um, and yeah, it's been pretty fun. You know, I mean, I I really do like Lego games. They're fun. They're cool. And uh, Lord of the Rings is a great thing to to move over to that and you know she got it because she wanted to play with me so um uh i got it like two birthdays ago or something maybe yeah it was my i think my 20th birthday that she got it and we're finally just now kind of getting through most of it um we've not really had much time but now we're making time for it and it's kind of fun it's fun and it's not it's not a it's not a rage inducing game like uh when we play mario kart or uh um uh Mario Party either one of those uh we she tends to she tends to get mad at me cuz of my ultra competitive side Don't look at me like that <laughs> Right It uh it tends it tends to get a little heated and uh mm-hmm. but this but this is like a this is a, this is a team building game. You know that's one thing that I do re- I really like and I think this is the reason that I like Lego games. Probably the reason why I don't really care too much for the newest one. Uh the Skywalker saga. Um I, I is is like they are so they're, they're puzzle games. They're puzzle mm-hmm. they're not hard puzzles, but they're puzzle games, you know? And I feel like that's why I didn't really care for too much of this newest one. It's an open world game, and that's about where it stops. Like the levels don't take long to do. There's not much to the levels. You know, you're kind of progressing, but there's not that many um, puzzles to solve throughout uh, as a whole. And it was a fine game, but I, I like I like classic Lego games more than most of the stuff that they put out recently. This is like an updated new style that they're doing it in and I don't really care for that style as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Personal uh, opinion. Yeah. I, I, that's the thing. I, 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 with the Skywalker saga, I got through the um, prequels and original, original trilogy. And then once I got to the, um, to the sequel trilogy, I'm just like, man, eh. I think yeah. I've, I think I've done like half the Force Awakens and like the pu- you know the puzzles aren't really that fun and it's you know not a great story so I'm like okay I'm just gonna yeah, I'm pretty sure that's about where I'm at. I know I got through the first the original trilogy and the prequels I I know I'm in the sequel yeah. trilogy I don't know where but it, it's just yeah it's not a great story and the gameplay's eh. I, I will say like, like like going through the um the like prequels and stuff like. In the original trilogy too, but the duels were really fun. But that's only a small portion of the games, of the game. Yeah. Um, I still would take uh, the complete saga over this. Oh, le- levels are much this... be- levels are much better than the complete saga. Yeah. E- even though, even though this is, uh, really cool to have the open world. Sometimes I feel like it's just a little bit too much, you know. Mm. If you could have, family. if you could have the combat and the style of this game with the levels of the complete of complete saga, I feel like that'd be a lot better. Basically, 
a Star Wars version of Batman 2. Yeah. Batman 2 had, had the same traditional levels, but it also had an open world outside of the Batcave. Mm. Like, Batman 2 is probably one of my favorite Lego games for those those reasons. Like, I like the... I like the open world aspect. I love Batman, and the levels were fun. I I, mm. I wasn't entirely sure how I felt about the talking. I feel like still the just the traditional grunts. It has a little bit more com- comedic comedy to comedic comedy. I don't know. It's a little funnier, you know the the stuff that they do. But I'm okay with it, you know. So. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, there is a setting in the Skywalker Saga where you can turn on the grunts, but those cutscenes are so long, it's not its not funny, it's just, you know. Stupid. Yeah. Yeah. So some, some of the, the best ones I remember are from Lego Batman, uh, and those cutscenes, they're funny. I mean, you know, slapstick funny, but it's still funny, especially if you're like, you know, a kid. Yeah. I still find I still find it fun. But I mean, the thing about it too, like, okay. Uh, also, think about some of the TV shows that you and I grew up watching, cartoon wise. Okay, for me, like, you have Tom and Jerry, no talking. You have um, the Pink Panther, which was one of my favorite shows growing up, no talking. Both very fun, funny shows. You know. Mm-hmm. You know they did their humor in a different way, and I think that's that's one thing that that I wish Lego did a little bit more of. Uh, this one's pretty good. It takes movie quotes right out of the movie, not always in order, but you know it takes them out of the movie. But then also it has the grunting and stuff like that. It has some of the you know slapstick comedy. Uh, Boromir gets shot with a banana. Uh, he almost gets shot with a chicken. Mm-hmm. That was pretty funny. He's uh, the the orc there is sitting there and he's pulling the chicken box back and it's going. <laughs> he's about to shoot him and then Aragorn shows up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was funny, David. It was funny, but you had to be there. You just you're just a killjoy. Just killing all my joy. Killjoy. That's what we call you. Buzzkill. Kill Joy. Buzzkill. Buzzing my joy, Killy. Party pooper. David, if you have any foul <laughs> problems and you can't control, you need to go to the bathroom. Don't do that. In, 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 no. No. That will stink. Literally. Right. I think you're taking this way too seriously. I think you need to go to the bathroom. On a topic of games, I had an idea for one. Uh, Oh, a bad idea for a game? (laughs) Might be bad, might be good. It's your idea, so I think we're pretty solidly in the bad. Alright, so, well actually, part of this idea came from a um, YouTube short. uh, So... I don't know if you. I don't know if you, you've you've probably seen some of his stuff, but uh, Johnny Razor. Yeah, I figured that's where you were going with this because he's the one that does most of these. Yeah. So one of his ideas was like, okay, so a horror game, that's like, uh, like team based. So like you have like a team of four, you know, like four players or whatever, and you're going through this like whatever. 
but it has uh, integrated chat, like voice chat. And mm. the game has AI that can learn your voice and throw a ran- throw random prompts in the chat like mm. you know using your voice so it'll randomly like mute you set t- you know, take you out of the out of the voice chat lobby and then basically make a double of you in the voice chat leading your you leading your friends away so uh basically uh a much more intricate version of like um uh whatever the game's called um with the imposters among us um among us mm. <laughs> kind of yeah but um yeah do that and you know, you could have like a 2D top down kind of pixelated kind of thing uh i guess similar to among us but uh mm-hmm. i have it so you're you're exploring like this castle or something and the thing is you wouldn't even really need to have a horror monster just have spooky creepy crawly things around like random jump scares and then add that in and that's going to yeah. be one of the most terrifying horror games ever is it kind of like where maybe maybe you as a player like like maybe the monster takes you and puts a clone in your place so like when that happens you're out of the game but like you can you can kind of fend off it for a while but eventually like like a something you do or some puzzle you ha- you can't solve takes you out of the game and then you're out and you're just kind of watching as a dead person well no like you like yeah. you're like let's let's say the monster let's say, let's say like it starts taking over like you, you it you know starts copying you in the chat you're just you're just in a random part of the castle you're still walking around you you can't hear your friends. They can't hear you anymore. You're just randomly walking around, and you can come across them again. And it would be it would actually be kind of funny if when that happens, if it also makes a clone of you too. Like what if uh, what if all the characters? What if all your your group is together though? Then it would just do the voice thing. <laughs> okay. And it could I mean, also do. Let's say if you have four players, it could also do it. Where it splits two and two off, and in just two separate group chats, and then has two and two uh, imposters. The yawn was not indicative of my reaction to uh, the game. Actually, sounds pretty cool. Um, I wouldn't play it because you know that's just how I am. Uh, I would never have time, but. I'd be like, mm, I need to play that game. <laughs> but the the thing the thing about it though is, uh, you definitely need to have a lot of uh, advanced AI to be able to do all of that. Yeah, I don't feel like that's as big of a problem though. I feel like you need to have friends first. I'm talking about making a game like that, but yeah, but it doesn't matter if nobody has a friend. In that's four true. of them. I have to have four friends. Three friends. It would be absolutely impossible. No, no. I have to have four friends that don't care about me and want to kick me out of the group. <laughs> well, that might be more doable. That's actually probably true. That's probably true. <laughs> but I have to find four of them. 
Wouldn't that be sad if you found if you like made a group of friends, uh, you, you know, you found a bunch of friends and then you know you, you're the one that made this friend group and they kick you out. <laughs> I don't want to relive the past, David. Shut up. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I do want to bring this little bit up because um, of some some flack that I have gotten uh, today. Um. And I don't really know what else we have to talk about. But uh, so we talked about this beforehand. My wife, Sarah, strongly disagrees with the rankings that we did last week on the podcast. How 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 do you feel about our list, David? How do you feel about our list? Um, I personally would change some things, but I feel like it's a pretty good list. Like, I mean, like our our top 10 would probably be my top 10. I, I would probably put them in a different order, but, you know, that'd probably be my top yeah. 10. And then, uh... That's kind of high. I, I, th- I think I agree with that. The The bottom five, I agree. I even, I even agree with the order. Like, Yeah. yeah. I, I, I wouldn't I change agree, that at I all. Agree with, I agree with how the lower ones. Um, uh, the top five Guardians is overrated. Uh, but... That's just my only knock on that. Okay, but um, I also I also reflecting on it too. I feel like personally, I feel like I would I would put Winter Soldier at number one because I like it better. But the reasoning we put it at number one was because we we agreed that Civil War was a better movie, which I think I still agree with that. But. We did kind of change our criteria for where we would rank things as we were ranking them, uh, depending on where we were, uh, how we felt at that point in time. But mm-hmm. we also filmed for almost three hours, so I feel like our our moods are subject to change. So that's okay. But yeah, um, yeah. But she also made the comment that uh, okay. So here's here's my opinion. Here's my opinion. I want to hear what your thoughts on this are. Captain America: The First Avenger. Is the worst of the Captain America movies. And it's not a bad movie. It's just the Captain America movies get better as they progress. Mm-hmm. Now, I do like Winter Soldier the best, but I think as a movie, that the plot and the uh, intricacy and all that stuff of Civil War is still a slight step up above Winter Soldier. And I feel like. They capitalized on First Avenger, and they did a really good job with moving into the Winter Soldier and making a like. It's not like it's not like leagues ahead of the First Avenger. I feel like they just they incrementally get better, even though they're all really strong, really good movies. Now Sarah's screaming at me right now, not currently, but uh, currently as in listening to this. So I, I hear you, but um. What are your thoughts, David? <laughs> well, it's funny because uh, I don't know what. Well, she was texting me about this earlier, and because she, she said that uh, she thinks Civil Civil War is overrated. She thinks it's the worst Captain America movie. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if she's in the room when you're you know you're recording this now, but she just texted no, me no, all cap, all caps saying wrong. <laughs> oh, she can hear me. She can hear me. <laughs> uh, is that what is that what this was? Yeah, I just got back wrong. <laughs> yeah, so uh, 
Yes, yeah, so she just texted me that. So apparently she can hear you. So <laughs> she, I I do tend to talk pretty loud. It's also I can hear I can speak into the mic and hopefully get heard. But um, yeah. So what are your thoughts on this? She cannot hear you. <laughs> um. I mean, like I said, I I feel pretty good about about the our list. I. I think I personally would would put like you know in games in our top five. I think I would have put that a little bit lower just because I think it's a great movie, perfect ending to the to the franchise. But I it's not one of my one of my personal favorites. Yeah, I think one of the biggest knocks on that one too is the fact it's so long. Yeah, that's that's a big thing. Yeah, there are certain things that reflecting back on it that I'm like mm, maybe we should have switched this around, maybe we should have switched that around. But all in all, like, yeah, like you said, I mean, like, the top ten are probably still would be in my top ten. Different order, but top ten. And the thing is, too, is, like, there are so many great Marvel movies. I mean, you know, she mentioned something about how uh, we were given a little bit too much hate on Iron Man. And I was like, we didn't give any hate to Iron Man. We just put movies above it because we thought they were better. You know, like, it's a great movie. It's low on the rankings because they're better movies you know mm. uh she also says that iron man 2 is better than iron man 3 and that iron man 3 is the worst of the iron man movie i don't know in, in my head in my head i think those are about equal they are but i feel like iron man 3 has more redeeming qualities like more interesting aspects to it. i mean this is all a personal opinion so mm. I'm not trying to. I, 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 okay, here I am. I am trying to flame her on on uh, on the podcast. Not really flame her, I guess, but I am trying to call her out. But at the same time, I'm not. Like this is all opinions. You can have a differing opinion. Um, but uh, it's just because it was on the mind. Mm. We've been talking about that today. That's about all we've talked about today. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, well, she so... she listens to the podcast, and it's all she'll talk about with a few. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So she had to she had to speak her mind about that. I mean, it's just fair, which is fair. But but mm-hmm. you know, it is and, what it is. And, and I was like just I, curious. And like I told her earlier, I think it's a good idea if she wants to come on the come up with her own ranking for the MCU and come on the podcast and tell us her ranking and roast us for being idiots for our ranking. I'm fine with that. I actually think that that actually what we should do for that is next week or go what's new with you you and me leave and she comes on by herself so that there's no interruption from us and just roasts us and tells us what her ranking is you know well if you can get her to agree that i'm good with that yeah okay we'll do it we will do it will be it will be uh um, what's wrong with you, featuring <laughs> Sarah? But the what's wrong with you is like pointed at us, you know. So, I think we can workshop that title a little bit better. But yeah, no, David, no, David. That is the title. That is the best title you could ever come up with. Actually, no, it's better than any title you could come up with. This is why we're going with it. Okay, but you're just copying what's new with you. Exactly. So it's on brand. 
Okay, you said it's better than any title I came up with, but I came up with what's new with you, so... I don't care. You didn't come up with what's wrong with you, so... This is better, David. Better. Do you not know what better means? It means I'm not better. Sure, I'm not sure you know what your logic means. I don't think I have logic, but I know I'm better. Um... I think it's a wrap. I don't think you know what you're saying, but... <laughs> okay. What are you doing? I was going to start rapping, because I said it was a wrap. Well, I wasn't okay, going to start okay. rapping. I was going to lay down a, a beat so you could rap. Okay, Wesley? I, I know you, how you love the freestyle. Wesley? White guys can't rap unless you're Eminem. That's why I was laying down a beat so you could rap. <laughs> I don't want to make a fool of myself on the internet. Okay, I don't want to make any more of a fool of myself on the internet than, than I already have. So I thought that you could do it because you don't care. But I know I can't rap. <laughs> and tell me two words that rhyme. Why? Another one? No. Those two don't rhyme, David. You're right. You can't rap. <laughs> Let's just go ahead and end this. And I'll, I'll give you an English lesson later, like you know, poetry or something like that. This is. Let's end this here. This is. This is. We're done. We're done. Thank you. Come back later. Down the rabbit trail. That wrong show. Uh, trailcast. Let's do an outro. Okay. Well, explorers, that's about all the time we have for today hope you enjoyed this week's episode let us know what you thought in the comments down below or you can dm us on instagram at down the rabbit trail yt be sure to comment if you think that we are idiots especially when it comes to our rankings and for future enraging content join us next week on the trailcast <laughs>